Good evening, everyone. I begin by uh, welcoming back all those who ran away from the cold. Welcome back. And seeing you around, it's a sign that we all survived. Those blazing cold went through those few days. Uh, the readings today remind us one thing. Let's begin by capturing the theme. God is prophetic call and our fear of rejection. We're always afraid we're going to be rejected with good reasons. I remember as a priest, I told this story once, that once, once I was named a priest, my grandma was sick and she was kind of dying. So we thought she was going to die. So then I talked to her, I said, Grandma, I think it's time to call a priest. She said, oh yeah, that's a good idea. So I looked around the room, I was the only priest around. So I went to my room, I brought my stall, my oils, I sat on her bed. She turned her head and looked at me and said, what are you doing? I said, Grandma, you asked for a priest. And she said, I like a real priest. <laughs> I said, Grandma, I'm a priest. She said, I want a real priest. So I know for her, it was not personal. But uh, the readings we have today tell us how we are always called by God. That every time God calls us, we always come up with excuses, with good reasons. Go back to Moses. When God called Moses in the Exodus, he told him, I am going to send you to Pharaoh. I'm going to send you to the Israelites. Moses began thinking, going back to Pharaoh, not a great idea. He said, God, you know I don't know how to speak very well. Can you look for someone else? Take Ellen. Ellen is here. He's very good. God says, no, it's you I called. Think of Jeremiah, the first ring we had today. When God called him, said, Jeremiah, I am calling you and I am sending you to the Israelites. But they're going to reject you. They're going to fight you. And you'll suffer at the expense. So now, really, if someone is sending you and is telling you all this, who's going to say, oh yeah, I'd love to go? Jeremiah just says, God, I don't know how to speak. I am too young. God says, don't worry, I grow you up. But on the call, when God calls Jeremiah, is telling him, where I am sending you, these are four things that's, that I know for sure. I formed you in your mother's womb. I formed you. Secondly, I knew you. Means I have a special relationship with you. So don't give me all these excuses because I know you. Then third, I dedicated you to this mission. Therefore, go out and face your challenges. But then he promises him, says, but I will be with you. They will fight you, but they'll not prevail against you. Now, if you read the entire book of Jeremiah, you see he's one of the prophets that really, really suffered. A time came, even Jeremiah asked God, that God, if this is how you treat people who love you, no wonder you have very few friends. I know some of us have come to that moment of telling God that, that God, no wonder you have very few friends. 
Because we, your friends, are trying to do your will and see we are paying the price. So the rejection of Jeremiah and the promise drives us very well into the gospel today. So Jesus goes back to his hometown, Nazareth, where he grew up. They knew him as a little boy, son of Joseph. Now what happens? He proclaims the word of God from Isaiah. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. But Luke tells us, first of all, they were amazed at the gracious words coming out of his mouth. They were really loving it. He says, this man is something. After a few seconds, things turn around. They begin asking, aren't you the carpenter? Where do you get all this knowledge? But what is the change? That's what I want to talk about today. Because when Jesus came back, they had him doing all these miracles. They know him as a miracle worker. Okay, they welcoming him as a miracle boy, coming back home. But then he's telling them, oh no, I am not a miracle worker, I am a prophet. They knew exactly what that meant. That someone has been sent to them to challenge their lifestyle. Someone has been sent to them by God to bring them closer to God. And the moment he said, I am a prophet, oh yeah, they began the rejection started right away. Like it was in Jeremiah. But Jesus goes along and tells them the great stories about God has been generous and merciful to the Gentiles for one reason. They were open to God's word. They were open to receiving God. So when he reminds them of the widow, the widow whereby Elijah spent time with her, feeding when, when the heaven was closed for three and a half years, he says, God was so generous to this widow. There were so many widows in Israel, but God sent Elijah to this Gentile widow because she was open to receiving God's word. He goes on to remind them the biggest problem they ever wanted to hear. Naaman, the military general of Syria. He says, what about Elisha? During his time, there were so many people with leprosy, only Elisha healed one man who was a Gentile, a Syrian general. Now, the environment is bad enough because the Romans are controlling them. They're waiting for a Messiah. And now this guy who has called himself a Messiah is reminding them that Syria who controlled them sometimes back. They said, get out of here. So the question today, when we bring all these two together, we ask ourselves, what's the message God is giving us today? First of all, God is asking us, can we relate to Jesus' rejection to those he has sent us? Maybe you've been rejected by your family. Maybe by your very close friends. I know some parents who tell me how sad it is that their sons and daughters don't listen to them. They've been asking them, can you baptize my grandchild? And they're rejecting that. They know it's the only thing she's asking or he is asking. They don't want to do anything with that. They're not rejecting you. They're rejecting that prophetic voice from God. Because when God comes us, he challenges our lifestyle, asking us, what can you change in your life to come closer to my life? It's the call which is open to everyone. So how can we relate to this in our daily lives? And once we are rejected, what do you do? 
It's very easy for us to say, enough is enough, I am done. Or God says, it's not yet done. He says, I'll keep sending you until the end. So when we are rejected, the first thing is, don't give up. Ask yourself, why did you begin? John Quincy Adams, the sixth president of the United States, once said that, I will clean all the filth from the street, but I'll never become a president. You can know why someone could say such a thing, say all that business, I'm not interested. We can relate to that. So the message is, when you're rejected where God has sent you, what have you done? Do you give up or you run away? Secondly, maybe even ourselves, we've rejected those voices God has sent us. Think of those people who have been instrumental in your life. Ask yourself, how have I been paying attention to those voices? Have I just been rejecting them because, oh, I know them. I know them. I know you. So, we maybe have been victims also of rejecting God's voices, subs in sending to us. And then, the third thing is what Sun Boy is telling us. That in our ministry as prophets, God is telling us, without love, we are wasting time. We can have all these gifts. He says, without love, you are useless. Say, you're just a crushing symbol. So how are we going where God is sending us as his prophets, but also we are humble enough to know that it's out of love that we are doing what we do? Let's pray for ourselves, asking God that wherever he's sending us today, from today, right here, let's go, knowing that he's with us, and let's hold his love for his people and for the mission. The Lord be with you.